Without the ones like you, who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Tiger Nation, KSU football has done its part. Let's do our part. Let's pick out homecoming and sub. Let's go to jsutigers.com slash tickets and let's purchase your tickets. 50,000 people, two weeks in a row. Homecoming, sub, no Tigers. Welcome to episode 279 of the official Tiger Talk with the 1400 Club podcast, bringing you all the latest news, updates, and buzz surrounding your mighty JSU Tigers. I am the Corey C. Be sure to subscribe to the podcast to be notified of all future episodes. Apple Podcasts and Spotify video users, rate and review the show, and everyone. Go follow Tiger Talk with the 1400 Club on Facebook and Tiger Talk 1400 on Instagram and Twitter. It all helps the cause, which is the I love, Jackson State University. Fellas, how you feel? How you feel? What's going on, Corey? What's up, Zoe? What up, Tiger Nation? Feeling good, man. 6-0. Feeling great, man. Still Ando. What's up, fellas? What's up, the I Love family? No doubt. 48 to 8. Did what we had to do. Could have, should have, would have been worse, but hey, we'll take it. A, a dominant performer for, for the most part. And I don't know what it is about the state of Florida, but that's uh, four straight wins in the state of Florida, right? Jacksonville, yes, we sir. took care of business. You know what we do against fam. You three of those wins came against fam. You two in Miami and another <laughs> one in Tallahassee a couple years ago. So I know Coach Prime is loving to taking his squad into Florida. Thoughts on the win, guys? Well, I, I initially, man, I'm getting excited about the W. We're never going to complain about that. Just, you know, wish we could have really tightened up everything and just had it look, look to appear to be more dominant than what we could have been. I really feel like we could have put 80 points on these boys. And uh, the fact that we didn't do that is kind of a slight letdown. But outside of that, man, 48 to 8, we can't complain about that. So I'm good with it. I feel fantastic about it. I mean, to Zoe's point, I, I tend to do – uh, take somewhat of a um, a different mindset about it. I mean, we came out and did what I wanted to see us do, and that's get off to a fast start. Uh, we dominated them, and then, you know, what happens when you get a little comfortable lead, you start to get a little lax. I feel like we let a little bit uh, – we let off the gas a little bit. And uh, shout, shout out to Bethune-Cookman, though. I, I think uh, yeah. they adjusted, and they um, they never – they showed a, a never-quit uh, mentality, and they wound up uh, making things a little bit – I would say they made us work for it toward the latter part of the game. So 
Uh, I was satisfied with the 48 to eight win. Um, we, we got what we needed to see going into homecoming against a, a, a somewhat what we think to be tough Campbell. So I'm, I'm happy with the outcome. No doubt. No doubt. So we go back and forth on this. We talk about these fast starts. So got to give you the floor, brother. Fast start. We scored our first three possessions. Is that is that what you've been looking for? Is that what you wanted to see? Yes, sir. And in, that, in, in the same fashion, too, we went methodically down the field. Like it was a, a hot knife through butter. I mean, we went straight down the field. There was no resistance. None. And we looked good in those first three possessions. I mean, honestly, after looking at those first three possessions, you really see here thinking like, man, Look like we might get 21 points every quarter, you know? Mm-hmm. And uh, yeah. office came in, did their point, you know what I'm saying? We did a little reverse this time, Corey. We started off fast and hit a little mm-hmm. low in the yeah. middle of the game. Yeah. So, Yeah, fast start, man. I, 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 like I said, I'm I'm happy with it. I mean, I asked Joe the same question. I said, well, if it would have been flipped, if we would have started slow and finished fast, would we have been okay with it? I think, um, again, I, I just think that, I'm always into the psychology of it. I think it's it's just by, you know, by habit, we tend to, once we up big, we tend to start doing different things. And I think that's kind of what happened mixed with uh, Bethune, like I said, making things a little tough for us. But the defense played outstanding, um, gave up a tug in the, in, the, in the second half, late in the second half. But overall, we pretty much dominated, and, and I was happy with what we saw. So let's let's talk about that second half. Uh, I want to get your point of view because, and this is not to take anything away from Bethune Cookman, but you say they made some adjustments. Which of course they did. They went in halftime and made some adjustments. But to me, I saw a team that was ready to go home. You know, this team has been displaced for three weeks due to the storm. Uh, you know, different cities uh, hadn't been on campus in close to three weeks, and I think they they saw it was time to go home. And I think after a couple of possessions, they knew without a shadow of a doubt who the better team was. And I want to say they kind of laid down a little bit. Again, I don't want to take anything from them, especially considering what they've gone through. But would you say it was more of them adjusting in, in terms of why we didn't have the second half that I put it in the second half? Or was it us seeing that they were laying down, knowing that we were the superior team and kind of playing down to the level of the competition and taking our foot off the gas? Well, I don't even think that we just played down to the competition. I don't think we did that at all. But I do think that we got in our own way. I really feel like it was everything to do with us and not Bethune Cookman. And you can see that because of the errors that we made, it wasn't a forced error. You know, we could even point to Groans, you know, uh, or two Shadur, both his interceptions. It wasn't because of pressure or anything that they did. It was solely bad decision and under throwing ball, a ball going directly to a defender. It wasn't under pressure when he made those throws. So it was all on us, man. Uh, mental lapses that we had and, you know, it's a, but again, another teachable moment for us to use to go into this, you know, upcoming game for homecoming that we can rectify to get some things right. I think you can apply that to Bethune maybe on offense, but I think okay. their defense, honestly, uh, after after we scored those quick, usually you expect the team to lay down. Um, I, from what I saw, their defense, man, that defense was hitting, man. You know, I think <laughs> 38 Special can attest to that. You know, one of the things we, we talked about, uh, just going into the, um, you know, the latter part of the game, like I said, you talked, uh, Zoe touched on the two interceptions. Um, really, like I said, wasn't much to do with them, but I'll, 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 I'll point out one thing that uh, Coach Prime said in the press conference. He said, we play how we practice, right? Mm-hmm. And one of the things he noted was he put us in situational football and we didn't do well at practice. So I think 
when he threw us in some situations where it was fourth down, we had a few goofy things happening. Then it's like once the goofy stuff get in the game, it's kind of hard to get it out of it. And then from there, it just kind of gradually uh, grew grew legs a little bit. So I think um, maybe in those situations, if we punt when we were, you know, fourth down, maybe we take a maybe we take a, a delay of game and punt, and then maybe instead of going for it, we go for field goal, whatever. My point is, if we do that. I think we probably not talking about the letdown. I think we just kind of play to the to the to the fact that the defense was playing well and we can score on them. So when it didn't happen, it looked a little more clunky than probably what it what it should have been. Yeah, I know Coach Prime didn't like those two interceptions that Shadour threw. You can see him getting on Shadour. Uh, overall, not his best effort uh, in terms of especially overall production. Thirty six forty eight. He threw a lot of balls. Uh, he had two hundred seventy two yards. Uh, but again, it, he did have a he tied his personal record five touchdowns. But let's just look at Shadur's numbers roughly halfway through the season. How many games do we have this season on the schedule? Eleven, 11 on the schedule. Eleven plus the we plus expect the to play in the SWAC championship game, right? Yeah. Regular season plus SWAC championship celebration okay. ball. So it's fair to say we're halfway through the season, right? Six games, six and zero. Oh. Yep. So let's look at his numbers: nineteen hundred ninety-eight yards. So let's say two thousand. So right there at that four thousand yard mark that we were, we all kind of predicted. Twenty-two touchdowns. That's on pace for forty-four. So let's just assess Shadour in the first half of the season. Heisman hopeful, Shadour Sanders. Well, I mean, what's not to love? I mean, even even in the game against Bethune Cookman, with the attempts that he had, he still completed seventy-five percent of his passes. Mm-hmm. With five touchdowns, I mean, to complete 75% of your passes with that high number of attempts is astounding. And then, mm-hmm. again, <clears throat> he's on track to pretty much break every single season passing record that we have at Jackson State. You know, you're talking about, you know, getting over 4,000 yards, getting over 40 touchdowns, having the low numbers of, of interceptions. You're talking about setting a new record for completion percentage, QBR, um, and even his quarterback rating. Austin's going to have the most attempts and the most completions. He's going to shatter the single season, rest, I mean, passing record. So uh, amazed at what he can do. And, fellas, here's news for you. He still hasn't gotten as good as he's going to get. So right. sophomore. Yeah, he. Um, I, I would say, judging by his standard, I would think that maybe he's, he's, uh, he's definitely exceeding um, hmm. maybe expectations. But this is what I'll say, though. He got four interceptions that was just all – he should be at zero interceptions. should be at zero, which is crazy Good. to say. I, 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 Corey, you and I were standing right there when he threw that, that interception versus Valley, and it was like, why? <laughs> you know what I mean? And then the three last three interceptions were just it, – it just left his hand. It was over or short and over. And it's like it shouldn't have happened. Mm-hmm. Um, you're talking about nitpicking. You're talking about two thousand pass yards. Let me say this: Shador's stats right now is is a is a great season. Season. For most every quarterback in the swag right now. I, I know they might not like to hear that, but two thousand passing yards. You're talking about, and nobody's gonna hit seventy percent. So um, I think the growth that we saw, he finished at sixty eight percent last year. So what you got to do is when we talk about measuring the half the halfway point of this season. You, only thing we can really measure it against is what he did last year. So the growth is there, the uh, the maturation is there, and he's balling. He's balling out. And, and the Heisman talk, some people may not like it, but it, it's it's real because you know what? He's winning, and he's a major 
uh, uh, factor in, in why he's winning. First year offensive coordinator. He tends to have, he seems to have all the offseason work seems to have, uh, um, you know, new toys, like they like to say, not calling anybody toys, but new weapons on offense, mm-hmm. new offense coordinator. And for him to go out there and do what he's doing, I think it's absolutely impressive. So uh, I think he's, you know, a, he's, he's sitting at around an A, maybe an A minus because of the interceptions. We can be, if we want to be hard. Yeah. Yep. So let's go back to this defense. Can you mention it already? But man, impressive, impressive, impressive. I mean, that defense was swarming, man. Poor Jalen Jones. <laughs> Jalen Jones had absolutely no time, man. But Thune Cook went 166 total yards, 39 on the ground, only 127 uh, through the air. So, I mean, what did you see from a defensive standpoint? Was that our best showing defensively all season? Um, I would say no. Uh, the best showing that we saw was against FAMU, in my opinion, because we held them without a touchdown. Um, this defense, we play a lot of people. We, we substitute a lot of players. So the depth and the uh, rotation with Coach Thurman and, uh, uh, you know, Coach Weeks and Coach Hart is uh, – and then we started off, fellas, without Aubrey in the first half. So um, it allowed some, some of the depth to, to, to show itself. Um, but seven sacks, man, seven sacks, three safeties. NCAA record tied. It's unbelievable to get three safeties. It's like – it should have been a touchdown. I know we'll take the safety, but oh my goodness! I know John Huggins is kicking himself because he had it. He had it right there in him, and it popped, it popped out. Him dogs. Two touchdowns would have been something, but <laughs> nevertheless, eight points on the season. Yeah, yeah man. So, um, so honestly, it, it, it really comes down. I do feel like there was still some opportunities that we kind of left out there. We did give up a touchdown, but I, I'm not going to be too critical. Uh, we leading the nation. We leading the swag now in sacks. Uh, we've only given up uh, Corey Zoe 57 total points in six games. You do the math on that, but we still batting single digits when it comes to uh, points allowed. So uh, I love it, man. Uh, we finished the season last season. I want to say around 14 before going into the uh, celebration bowl. I, I forget what that was. I, I don't remember that game because I kind of erased it out of my brain. But, um, man, this defense is the real deal, man. So I like our chance against anybody because of the – uh, amount of depth, the speed that we play, and the constant change in, in schemes and style and that amoeba uh, front. And it's just it's, it's creating some problems for opposing teams. So love what I'm seeing, but it's very, very dominant defense. Can you mention yeah. the 57 points we've given up on the season? That's averaging out to 9.5 a game. So average score 44 to 9.5. Yeah, this defense has been – just outstanding. I mean, again, the numbers and <clears throat> two things, you know, we even in the game against Bethune Cookman, we pretty much we hit our average because we're averaging 48 points. And we're giving up nine. We hit our average. We gave up. Eight, that just, sorry. That was, yeah, that's just basically an average game for us. Yeah, we're, we're, we're hitting. We hit our average. But also the other thing, too, is that, again, I have to bring it back that, you know, all summer long into the season, we we told everybody, hey, this defense will be better than what last year's season was. And all people could think about is the loss of James Houston. And, you know, we're not going to replace him with one player. We're going to replace him with 10 other Gremlins. players. Play again, Gremlins. <laughs> yeah. And, and, and again, the points per game, I mean, the sacks, just a disruption. And and, and here's a, another stat that we really got to pay attention to. We've uh, we've injured the starting quarterback in every single game we played this season. We faced two quarterbacks in every single game this season. Mm. that's what this defense is doing. We're yeah. six for six right now and facing two quarterbacks in every game. I can go on record to tell you that's never, ever happened 
in Jackson State history before. Mm. One of the things I love about our defense, I just want to reiterate the depth. I mean, you don't have many guys out there getting tired because of the amount of depth you have on the D-line, linebackers, as well as DBs. I'm ecstatic to see 12 come back. I know he didn't get a chance to get any reps in this game, but just imagine just the injuries. We've gotten healthy, fellas. We got through this 6-0. and uh, We've dominated, and now we're getting even more healthy on defense. So it's only uh, up from here. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Still not completely healthy because the guy that I'm waiting to see is True Thompson, and we know what we've yeah. – you know, what he's going to bring to the table is what he was able to do in practice when he was healthy, a guy who couldn't be blocked, right? So you're talking about a defense getting stronger. Great to see uh, uh, Headache Gang, CEO, Shiloh. Great yes, to see sir. him back out there. Great to see 22 back out there as well, man, Antonio Doyle. Yes, sir. It was, man. Happy to see those guys get healthy. Uh, speaking of injuries, I know we we lost a big fella up front, Mitch Jordan. Hopefully he's okay. Okay. Um, um, yeah, we, we we praying for him and hopefully for a speedy recovery. But definitely happy to see Shiloh make his season debut, man. It's always good when you see 2-1 back there. Such a bright personality, such a fan favorite, you know what I mean? I don't know where he ranks on the Sanders' son, uh, uh, should I say kid list, but he's one of Jackson State's uh, favorites. Yeah, he. Uh, I love the uh, physicality that Shiloh brought to the game. You know, um, and you know, you got some dog in him because I mean, look who he, who, look who he tussled with. You know, you're talking yeah. about Shallow's what six one. You know, probably what, 195 pounds, and I mean, man held a Kobari every. You know what I'm saying? Man held him. He did that. He did. Got a penalty too, so you know yeah. he flipped him. <laughs> yeah. You know, another guy who who impressed me. Hadn't seen much of him since uh, that first game against FAMU, but Tavion Beasley. Man, we're talking about a true freshman. That guy, if I didn't tell you he was a true freshman, you wouldn't know he was a true freshman. You would freshman. know it. Yeah, man. Yeah. Yeah, he's a really good uh, pickup, man. Another one of those uh, stars that we brought in uh, from in this freshman class of the 2022 signing class. But I'm, I'm definitely impressed. I mean, he come from a good pedigree, was the number one high school team in the nation. They wound up losing to the now number one high school team. So, okay. um, yeah, that's a great call out, Court. Tavion Beasley is rock solid. Definitely. Well, you know, not much to talk about with this game, guys. We we knew we would take care of business. I think, um, you know, everybody's kind of looking ahead to Campbell, not to overlook Bethune, but we figured we would take care of business. So 6-0, first time since 1983, though historian, whenever we bring up these historical facts, I'd like to get your opinion or your your input on it. Yeah, it's it's uh, very monumental. When you talk about the 1983 team, you talk about in the – the early stages of the W.C. Gordon dominating era, you know, mm-hmm. and you're also talking about um, uh, two seasons before we actually go on that run of setting that, you know, conference winning streak. But, uh, but again, man, we were dominating then. You're talking about a time where we won eight titles out of, out of 11 years, eight SWAC championships in 11 seasons. And, you know, safe to say when we brought on Coach Prime, we felt like with all the other sports that we're winning and newsflash, fellas, soccer is number one right now in the swag. That's um, true. And volleyball is number two in the swag. And so it's like it's a renaissance. We're in a new golden era of GSU athletics right now and with football being at the forefront of it. And, you know, again, we're talking about something that we, we've seen. All three of us have seen a lot of football. And the fact that we're 6-0 and for the first time since I was about five years old. You know what I'm saying? Just think about that. 
It's a long time, fellas. And we've won. And, you, since and you're old, though, so yeah, that's a long time. Now, Corey, you're not old till you're free on Tuesday. So I'm, I'm a long way from that. <laughs> but, 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 hey, yeah, man, look, that's, that's, hey. a, lot, that's, that's a lot of history that, we, we're, that we're breaking in now. And look, and we're steady adding on to it. So more ways to hey, go. Hey, listen, I, I just want to say that, Corey, I wasn't the one when last time. So I've never seen Jack stay 6 and 0. So I'm pumped up about it, man. I, this is amazing. This is uncharted territory for me, baby. Because, I, like I said, I was I was beehive to the grasshopper last time this happened, and I didn't know that there was a J uh, S or a U that mm -hmm. that existed at that time. So, I, um, man, this is monumental. This is what we wanted. Like I always said, we we said thirteen and zero, but in actuality, we really wanted to just go one and zero each week. But for mm -hmm. though for that big goal to get to thirteen and zero, you can't get to thirteen zero without being six and zero. So. The team has definitely handled their business. I like the message that A.D. Robinson put out because Zoe touched on uh, the programs thriving right now. Uh, he said the football team is doing their part. So we implore the fans to come out to the next two games, man. Homecoming and Southern followed up behind that. We got to pack the bet, man, to show some support for these guys. We got the undefeated best team. And, man, we got a top 10 FCS team. And then we have the number one HBCU football program in the nation. And it's not even close. So, um Got a lot to be proud of, man. Like you said, Corey, we we handled business against Bethune Cookman. We never had any doubt about that. No disrespect to Bethune, they dealing with a lot. Uh, you know, definitely. Uh, you know, we we happy they get a chance to go home, but it's on to it's on to the next one. And that's Campbell. Campbell's the next foe that we get to take down, and, and I'm excited about it. And one thing too, Corey, to, to, to add on to what Ken said, look, as as a fan base and as a Jackson State, you know, fan. Look, we we've long and wanted what we're getting right now. You know, when we're when we're not winning, we're up in arms or arms of uproar rather of why we aren't winning. You know what I mean? And we raise Kane, as you all know, when things aren't going the way, way we want them to go. Well, now we have everything tailor made the exact way that we want it. And we're again a record that we hadn't seen since 1983. So with that being said, yes, I'm I'm co-signing AD uh, Ashley Robinson. We need to have all our butts in there. And he called for 50. I'm going to raise the ball. We need to supersede Absolutely. what we did last year. Absolutely. We need 59, 60,000 that thing on Saturday. No doubt. And we talk about longing for what we've been wanting and, uh, you know, just the, the the record and the history. Let's talk about Ken mentioned top 10. Where are we at in the polls, though? Both polls. Well, we're number six in the coaches poll and we're number nine in the uh, Stats FCS poll. Hey, that's uh, that's very commendable. I mean, that we 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 find ourselves in somewhat uncharted territory. I know, Zoe. I know one of the previous shows you touched on just how long it's been since we've been in the top ten as an HBCU or any HBCU has been in the top ten in the FCS. Um, so we we talked about that respect being respected as a program, and it, and it seems like coaches have taken more of a better notice than maybe the the stats. Uh, whoever you know votes yeah. into that, but. Uh, we're going to roll with the coaches on that. We're ranked number six right now. We look to elevate even further, man. So that was a little movement that transpired in the top 25. So, you know, hey, can we get in the top five, though? What you think? We can. I think we will. We, we, I believe if, if we just handle business, we have a great chance because you have to look at who's in the top five and they play each other. Like, for mm -hmm. example, the new number one team, South Dakota State, they're in the same conference. They just happen to beat North Dakota State. Mm -hmm. And mm – -hmm. Those teams between um, the Big Sky and Missouri, well, yeah, conference play, but some tough teams that's in the top five that's going to play each other. So uh, there's only so many losses you could take without dropping. So 
Mm-hmm. Uh, as seasons in, yeah, we have a good chance to make number five. I don't see us exceeding that, depending on what happened. But stranger things have happened too. So mm-hmm. definitely. All right, fellas, let's do it. No, normally, we don't do this on the recap shows, but it's homecoming. We got Campbell coming to town. A lot of mystery behind Campbell. Let's talk about it. What's up? Yeah. What's the expectations? What, what's the thought process? What's the what's the worry? What's the fear? What's the confidence level? Let me go first. And the reason why I want to go first, first course, because I have watched every game available on Campbell. Mm-hmm. except for the game that they lost versus East Carolina. Um, they lost to William and Mary, who I feel uh, very similar to what we do. A lot of weapons, really good stout defense. Uh, they lost that game pretty uh, conventionally. Um, when you talk about Campbell, they, they beat the Citadel, who runs a triple, off, uh, triple option de- uh, offense. That team wasn't very uh, – it was okay. Okay team. Uh, not Not that good, but – they wound up uh, taking down North Carolina Central, who had a lot of momentum in, in the MEAC. Uh, they were 4-0 when they played them, dominated them, actually. Uh, and that opened a lot of eyes. And then the last two games they played versus Charleston Southern and as well as uh, uh, Robert Mars, both of those teams are sitting right at about an 0-11. So uh, no disrespect. You play who's on the, on the schedule. They look pretty pretty darn good against both of those teams. But I'm going to just say – Take the records off of the court. This team is extremely good, man. They got a really good quarterback, Hodge Bleak Williams. Um, he can spin it. He's extremely elusive and athletic. They can, he can run. He can pass. Um, they have a really good tight end, two really good running backs, decent wide receiver core. Mm-hmm. They got a great front four on the defense, uh, really good safety on the back end, and some decent uh, linebacker play. But I think our strengths play well into this game because – uh, at the end of the day, we run an offense that allows a quarterback hopefully to get the ball out a lot quicker, and we can apply some pressure to their DBs. And I don't think their DBs can 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 match up with our wide receiver. Honestly, uh, the only thing I would say for our defense that we we, we bragged on how good they are, they they got to play disciplined, sound football because they do run an RPO, and if we're not disciplined, they can catch us off guard. So um, the offensive line, they got a they got a pro potential defensive end coming off number nine, Brevin Allen, and um, we got to account for him. So uh, they definitely going to try to get to the door. Uh, They got a great coach, great recruiting class, great core guys. So, hey, man, this is going to be a good football game. And But in the end, I expect us to go out and do what we do. It's homecoming, and we're not losing no homecoming. I'm telling you that now. So I got Jackson State handling business, and we're going to send Campbell back to North Carolina with another L. Yeah, I, I uh, agree. And the cosign onto that, Ken, I got to tell you, you know, looking at what I saw from them, everything they do plays to our strengths. Every, on offense and defense, they play to our strengths. You know, the thing is they want to run the ball. They want to really try to get you on play action. Um, we're, we're pretty much great in the secondary, but the thing is uh, it's almost like, and, and, and the good thing about playing them is going to actually fine-tune us for the game after them because their quarterback is their greatest asset, and they're going to run him as well as throwing the ball. So the thing is pretty much treat like any other game and do what we do, and that is, hey, shut down the run, make him a passer because I'm going to be honest, if their quarterback has to pass the ball to beat us, I really feel like we'll get a repeat of la- of the previous game against Bethune-Cookman score-wise. I really feel like – Seriously, it's not me. And I don't even have my blue and white glasses on when I say that. 
what they like to do and the way they run the ball plays to our strengths. Also, I think True Thompson is really going to show his medal as well as Jelani Davis in this upcoming game, uh, as well as Devontae Davis. I think what we can do in the middle uh, and with the depth with Katron coming to uh, this particular game with what like with, with what they like to do, and also on defense, your Rouser, the four-star safety, is an right. exceptional player. But the right. thing is, they don't move him around the field. He's stuck at safety and. What we like to do on offense, he's not going to be a great asset to what we want to do to prevent us doing what we want to do. The best thing for them, in my opinion, is for them to move him around. But he's not he's not a you know, he's not a, he doesn't have great cornerback skills. So he's going to stay at safety. And if you notice what we what we like to do, we like to do everything underneath anyway. So we're going to be fine in that aspect. I expect a really, really big game out of uh, DJ Stevens this week. I expect DJ to get about six or seven catches this particular game. Uh, I believe field goal kicking is going to be big this game. And to touch on something else, can not be quiet. I don't believe that Coach Prime is going to go for it on fourth down a lot this game because this game is important. We're going to kick field goals. We're going to play solid defense. And when, it's, when things are there for us to score touchdowns, we're going to get touchdowns. I do not see this Campbell team scoring two touchdowns on us. I really, really don't. Well, I, I wouldn't wow. go that far. I would right. just say wow. that I would say that the single most important person, Corey and Zoe, in my opinion, on offense for this game is number 36, Savion Wilkinson. Facts. Um, he gives us a dimension. And I know we played multiple running backs last game. Shout out to Caleb Jolivet getting in that thing. J.D. Martin did his thing. Tito did his thing. But I'm telling you right now, Savion Wilkinson, uh, because here's the thing about that. They have uh, – good size on the D-line. Their trenches are, are stout. They got the biggest offensive line in all the FCS. So, But this is why I didn't mention that because I feel like our defense, because Coach Prime made a good point. When you're so big, the agility of the other teams could be a disadvantage. So we got a lot of speed coming off the edge, man. With Jeremiah Brown, Niles Gaddy, they're going to see something they ain't never seen before. And Zoe made a great point, stuff in the middle with your big boys. But in my opinion, I think uh, Savion is going to be important because they – we can't allow them to make us one dimension. You know what I'm saying? So if they shut us down from a running back standpoint, then of course they can just basically drop. They're gonna they're gonna rush four, drop seven anyway because of they're gonna respect Shador's arm and our talented wide receiver. And I think that absolutely plays into the hands of and every game that I've seen, uh, fellas, when you have a good running game, it softens them up. Uh, as the game goes on, you go watch that William and Mary game or the East Carolina game. Those games show that they, they that you can soften them up in the middle. So I think Savion is our single most important. Of course, two got to do what he do, and everybody got to do what they do. But I like the old point of uh, of D DJ Stevens taking those check downs. Don't try to don't hold the ball too long because he get he hold the ball too long in this game. He gonna get hit. All right, well, there you, there you have it. Like you said, man, it's homecoming. Uh, we, we can't lose a homecoming game, right? But this Campbell team will come ready to play. One of our toughest opponents on the season, but we expect this team to get up for this game. That's the good thing about it. You know, with homecoming and all the distractions, sometimes the team got to get caught up. But I know they're focused because they're hearing about this Campbell team and the staff is letting them know about this Campbell team. So homecoming, best time of the year. Great day to be a Tiger. Great week to be a Tiger. See you guys in the Jack. Happy homecoming 2022, Tiger Nation. D.I. Love. Let's go, baby. Yes, sir. And that'll do it for episode 279 of Tiger Talk with the 1400 Club. Thank you to all of our listeners. And again, be sure to subscribe to the podcast. 
Apple Podcasts, and Spotify video users. Rate and review the show and everyone. Go follow Tiger Talk with the 1400 Club on Facebook and Tiger Talk 1400 on Instagram and Twitter. We're looking to do some big things with this platform to aid the athletics department. And it all starts with you. Downloading, subscribing, rating, and reviewing the show. And tell every Tiger that you know. We're on all podcast outlets. Apple Podcasts, Spotify Video, Google Podcasts, YouTube, and so on. And we'll be posting each episode on our Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter pages. As always, thanks for your support. Go Tigers. Hashtag Pack the Vet. Hashtag I Believe. Hashtag The I Love. ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile and the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time there's granger offering professional grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need plus you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you call clickgranger.com or just stop by granger for the ones who get it done